I don't know what it is about podcasting or making a podcast, you know, because I actually get like, oh, like I'm excited to make the podcast. And then on the other hand, I'm like, like excited to I'm excited to make the podcast and then I'm like wanting to save it because I want to like relish in it and at the same time for some reason I get like a little nervous because you know you can edit technically a podcast but I just think you it's just raw and real and you're not editing it like you do YouTube so um I was thinking this week you know what should I talk to you talk to y'all about and I came you know and I just finally decided that I wanted to tell you this story about when I got lost in Morocco Africa when I went there I was living in Spain at the time and I had decided to take like a two, was it two weeks? No, it was like a, it was like a four, it wasn't two weeks. I was in Ethiopia for two, three weeks. I was in Ethiopia for almost a month, but I was in Morocco for like four days, three or four days. And, whew, excuse me, hope that wasn't too weird. But um, again, I'm not editing this, so... It's going to be completely raw. Um, but yeah, so I'll just get right into it. I am really excited about sharing this. I've never actually shared this like publicly, you know, and I do want to incorporate like different stories or different things that have happened in my life because uh, weird stuff always seems to happen to me and I'm not mad about it. I mean, it's awesome. I think it's kind of cool. It's just kind of a weird, quirky thing that goofy stuff just always seems to happen in my life and so this was a weird thing I got lost in Morocco and I definitely well I thought I was going into sex slavery as well so let's jump right into the story so it was kind of like with a big group of people like when you study abroad they're always trying to cater to you. Oh, that's another thing. Like, I want to share with you different stories about when I studied abroad. Because honestly, I felt when I was there that, you know, I wish I would have had, like, my YouTube channel then. Because it would have been so, like, crazy to have all the different diaries. Like, um, you know, like a like a daily diary from studying abroad that would have been so cool but you know I don't have it I always thought when I was there I'm gonna finish my sentence so I always thought when I was there that that there should be a reality tv show for us and for all the things that we did and the things that we like that took place because so many things happened and I was like this this feels like this should be on tv and yet again like it would happen like every day like the weirdest stuff um but anyways so I want to talk a lot about different things that happened when I studied abroad I don't know if I'll talk a lot but I'm I would definitely want to share that in future podcasts so stay tuned for that um 
But let's get back to today's. So I went with this big group. Like when you study abroad, they cater to you like people from that country and they want to like do different tourist tourist type like events and uh, trips and tours and different things so there was this company um called tour granada or tour sevilla they had two different names but they um they were all kind of like they had different names but they were the same company it was kind of weird and they would um the one tour that I went on, I went on a couple different tours, but one of them I went on was to Morocco with all these different people from all over the world that were all studying abroad in the Spain, in, in Spain. So, yeah, so we went on the trip and we went, we took this one day trip where we went to Chef Shawan and, oh my gosh, I'm yawning again. Excuse me. So, um, yeah, so I, we went there, we got there and we got tours throughout the city. And so it was all day. We went to different, um, shops and different things. So it was towards the end of the night and, um, the sun was setting and by this time it was, um, getting dark. Like it was really, it wasn't like pitch black dark, but it was getting dark. I'd say, well, Mm, it was just around the border where it's turning from dusk to getting pitch black dark, like in between there. And um, it was just before eight o'clock, I'd say. And so um, I was bartering with a guy. This is kind of all where it starts. So I was like um, talking to a guy and I wanted to get some different souvenirs. They were like these little like in in Chef Shawan, they were it was a keychain, right? Like typical keychain, what everybody gets for their family. And uh, it was like the little shoes. They were like Peter Pan shoes, kind of. Like that's the shoes that they kind of wear. But they don't have like the big curl at the top. It wasn't that dramatic. But it was kind of like Tom, a mix of Peter Pan shoes and Tom's. Like if you know Tom's shoes and then Peter Pan's it's kind of a mixture of those two but they curl up a little bit but not as dramatic as Peter Pan's shoes anyways so I was getting those and um excuse me I was talking to the guy and he wanted to sell it to me for a price and I was like I didn't want to pay that and so we were going back and forth and finally I was like uh I wasn't sure, you know, but then I noticed that my group was kind of getting farther away from me. Like they were like, I don't know, they were farther away. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Um, Like maybe a hundred feet away from me. And it was like a big group of 50 people. And um, the bus, like the, the group leader said that like matched us up. We had partners. Well, the two girls from my like, part like where I was studying abroad like different people came from all over Spain that were studying abroad from all over in the southern part of Spain so that only girls that were from my university were there was two of them but so we were a group of three but they weren't like it was kind of like a weird awkward group like they were kind of a buddies they were kind of buddies and I was kind of just in their like group but I didn't ever really hang out with them too much 
So they weren't like paying that much attention to me and I wasn't paying that much attention to them. So we kind of weren't the best buddy system. So anyways, um, I was noticing that my group was going, you know, uh, farther and farther away from me. And I was like, I can't lose the group. And so um, side note. Okay, so when you're in Chef Shawan or in these small towns, like not Rabat, you know, Morocco, like the capital, but like smaller northern towns of Morocco, um, they weren't ever like, there isn't like a map. Like, you know how we have like maps of like streets and straight lines? Well, they don't do that. Like it will like, they randomly built houses and then they just build another random house right next to it. And then another house or like, and it'd be curly or like, it would be like a maze. It's essentially a maze. And so, and where we were there, it's not like a road where there's, where you drive cars. Like you don't drive cars in between the buildings. It's like a dirt like sidewalk like it's not big enough for a car to fit where we were it was like sidewalks but they were dirt like dirt floors in between the the buildings and um sometimes you can go right but you can't go left or sometimes like they'll just be a random building you know like a t or but but there's no order whatsoever to the way that the buildings are organized or anything in this town, in this village. So it's not like you can go like two houses to the forward and then, you know, or and all the buildings are connected. So it's in like a solid line, like literally like a maze. Like, I'm not kidding. It's a it's it's a maze. But if you don't know where you're going, like you're going to get lost, like it's a maze. But if you know where you're going, then no problem. You know, I mean, obviously. So anyway, I'm watching them get further and further away. And then I was like, telling the guy I was like okay I just gotta go like forget it like I'm not gonna buy it like but you know how you like play the game sometimes with people like when you buy a car or like when you barter whatever like I wasn't playing a game like I really needed to go at that moment but he was like and and sometimes you would do that in Spain where you're like oh you know um I'm not going to pay that. And then you just pretend to like want to walk away. And then they will like call you back and want to sell it to you or whatever. But I was like not playing the game. Like I was like, I need to catch up to the group. Like I needed to run to catch up to them or I was going to lose them like for real. And so I just said like, I got to go like. I'm not going to buy anything. So I started to like, like put the keychains down and he was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. And he was like, and he let me buy them for what I wanted. And I was like, he said he would let me buy them for what I wanted. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, and I looked at my group and they were starting to turn the corner to the right. Like the big, there was like 50 of them and they were starting to turn and they were far away. Like I would have had to run to catch up to them at this moment, but they were turning. And so I, you know, bought the stuff like the keychains 
from the guy. And when I looked back, the entire group was gone. And I was like, uh. So I thanked the guy really fast and I started running, which that looks kind of weird. I mean, running through these streets because nobody runs. People just walk. It's Africa time. You know, like you go slow, like people are slow. So now at this point, it is pretty dark. Like it is pitch black at this point, but it's not like they have street lanterns. No, they have like lantern. They don't have like street lights is what I meant to say, but they have like lanterns, like a lantern hanging in their door lighting up the street because that's it just one little lantern just on the outside (sighs) just on the outside of their building so I was like oh my gosh this is weird and so I was like well I was just nervous like scared because I was like oh my gosh so you couldn't go so this is where you can't go to the left because but it's just like a wall like they hadn't I don't know if there was no building but you couldn't like turn left and and go keep going down the road so then I was like but I knew they all turned right but there were a couple different openings that they I saw that they could have gone down but I wasn't sure which right that they took and granted all the buildings are connected so there's not like separate buildings like in the U.S. there's like it's like and they're not that high they're but they're all white all the walls are white to keep like mosquitoes out um because the paint that they put on they're like rock walls like it's like all rock buildings and rock like it's like a rock like it's like caveman like like flintstones like for real for real flintstones and they like cut holes in the walls of the rock for the door and the And the windows and stuff. Like, no kidding. And, um... So, I went to go turn right where I thought they all turned. But when I turned right and looked, there was nobody. And you couldn't hear the big group of 50. I mean, it's 50 people. How in the world do you lose 50 people, right? This is what I'm starting to think. I was like, what? I know that they turned here. So, then... Um, I went, I was about to turn around and go to the next right that I thought. So, it and it's not like all the, again, it's not like in the U.S. Like, the road will just connect. Like, even if I went straight down that road, it would connect with the road next to it, right? To the left. Well, no, it doesn't necessarily. You have to go, it's like a maze, remember? So, it may or may not connect to the one next to it. So you have to go back to where it did. You knew it connected. And you had to... um, And then I went... So I was about to turn and go. And then all of a sudden there was a random guy there out of nowhere. And he was... um, He was wearing all jeans. Like jean jacket and jean pants. And he stopped me and he said, um, so did you lose your group? And he was, I think he was speaking to me in Spanish. Um, because people speak a lot of different languages there. And, um, he asked me that and I was like, um, 
he's like, did you lose your group? I can take you. And I didn't answer. And he was like, I can take you to that group that you were with. And he's like, I'm a police officer. I can take you to them. And in my mind, I'm like, yeah, right. You're a police officer. He was just wearing jeans, like a jean jacket and jean pants. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. And I was like, and I was thinking at first, like, what option do I have? You know, like I, but I was like, no, I, at first, then I was like, well, no, I can find them. Like they're probably around the other side. So I was like, no, thank you. And so I went around back where I was before and I went down the other way to the right and they were not there either. So I was like, oh my gosh, now I have no idea where they are and I couldn't hear them at all. They were gone. They were legit like disappeared. So then another guy followed me around the corner and he was wearing like all these like um, scarves that were draped all around my arm, his arms and in his jacket, like like a guy like you see in the movies when they open up their jacket and they want to sell you like watches or something, you know, like it was like that. And but he had scarves and they were draped all around him. And he's like, I can take you to your group, you know, and he's like, I can take you. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what am I doing? And then the other guy followed him as well. And with the jean jacket, he's like, I can really take you to your to your group like I'm a police officer. And at this point, I'm thinking, like, what option do I have? Like, I'm just going to wander around and try to find them like and now it's pitch blackout, like, and I remember there's only, like, random lanterns in random doors. Not every door is lit, and not, and that's only the door, so it's dark in between doors, you know? And granted, the, the like, sidewalk, they're not sidewalks, it's just, like, road in between the buildings, but it's like a maze, so you're in the dark, like, it's not, like, light, you know? It's kind of dark. And so I was like, I have no options. So I guess I'll just go with him, I guess. And I didn't know what to do, you know, wander around by myself or, you know, he said he knows. I mean, I don't know. And so I just was like, I just felt like I was supposed to go with him. And I was like, this feels like a bad idea. But what option did I have? You know, it'd be worse to wander around just wander around I thought you know and so he goes back around where I originally turned and he starts walking down that road and he's like come with me not and the guy that was had all the stuff draped around him he was following us um and so we were walking and all of a sudden as we were walking all of a sudden you know um the people started running out of their stores and like there's always like a bajillion stray cats in um Morocco like well I don't know if it's the whole country but in the northern towns in Chefchaouen there's just like so many random cats like yeah like stray cats and so many and so 
Anyways, um, all these cats and there were chickens. There were like wild chickens, like running out of doors and little kids and parents. They were walking out of the stores and turning out the lantern. So it was getting more dark and people, it started getting really loud. And around every five minutes, I would stop and I would ask the guy who, whew, I'm sorry. The guy he would ask I would ask the guy like are you are you sure you're a police officer like you're really a police officer and he would say yes like I'm a police officer and then he would say that in Spanish and I could understand Spanish and then he would pick up his walkie-talkie and start yelling in Arabic on his walkie-talkie and I'm like man and and so the next five minutes I'm like okay you're really, a, I would stop. I would not be walking because we're walking. And he would be, I'm like, you're really a police officer. And he's like, yes, like I'm really a police officer. And he would say in Spanish. And then again, he would like, um, start yelling in Arabic in his walkie talkie. And then guys would be another, another guy would respond to him yelling in Arabic. And I'm like, this is so uncomfortable. And I was so, I was getting scared, you know? And then at that moment, um, when it got really loud, you know, it was starting to get really loud. Um, it was, there were like five different Arabic men, like men that spoke Arabic or like Arabic men. And they like surrounded us. Like there were like all of a sudden five different men like walking with us immediately, like very quickly. So I was like, this is not good. Like, I was like, okay, I was just in my head mentally preparing, like, okay, I am going into sex slavery, like, this is what it looks like, this is what it looks like in the movies, you know, I'm just preparing my, my, in my mind, like, you will go through this, and you will get out of it, like, I knew I would get out of it, and that I would inspire lots of women, and do talks, and like, um, talk about it and help prevent it and awareness and help lots of women, you know, get through this and, um, prevent this. You know, I was just like, I'm going to have to go through this for a while, but I will get out of it and I will be just fine. And the Lord will protect me. You know, I'm just mentally preparing my heart for this, you know, which is crazy, but you know, whatever. And so I still kept stopping every couple minutes and I would ask him and then they all the men would stop and I would talk to the the so-called police officer and then we would keep walking. So after like a while of doing this and I'm scared, I'm like in my head, you know, I'm so scared and I see these two younger girls. They were probably like eight years old or something and one of them was on her phone, like talking on her cell phone. And I was like, I ran ahead of the group of men that were like escorting me essentially. And I ran ahead and I saw these two little girls and I was like, is that? And I like crouched down and I pointed and I crouched down at the little girls and I was like is that man a police officer and I pointed at the guy in the jean jacket and the jean pants and 
she looked at me funny and then she looked at the guy and then she looked back at me and she was like yeah and I was like and I just stood there like basically with my mouth like hanging open and I was like oh and in that moment I like felt peace for some reason I just felt like so much peace and so I went back with all the men and then we walked for another like 10 minutes you know like and and uh, soon after so it was like very more of a rural area of like shops and different things you know but like within 10 minutes of walking and turning and like going through this maze I started to hear like more people and more like cars and then it started to get lighter and brighter with more lights basically like and I was getting and and it gradually got to the point where we were like in the street where there were cars and there were um like street lights actually on the sides and then there was like a market with food and lots and lots more people and man I shouldn't make these podcasts at night because now I'm yawning all the time I'm gonna have to do this in the morning when I'm not yawning so anyways and then um all of a sudden we there was like so many people around and I all of a sudden I we started walking and we walked right to the bus the same bus that we drove in and I was like so relieved I was like overwhelmed with relief like I probably I don't know why I didn't start crying I think I was crying on the inside and I ran on the bus I didn't even wait because our leader was like outside the bus and I ran on the bus and I just like found my friends that they were sitting down already and they were like oh where were you like we were looking for you and I was like oh my gosh like they they just noticed now that I wasn't there and I was like so much for the buddy system right and um so then um I go back down off the bus I was kind of annoyed that they didn't even know that I was gone um but then I went down and I talked to the was standing by the police officer and our leader of the group and he was like you thought you you didn't believe he was a police officer and he was laughing and the police officer was laughing and they were all laughing at me but I was like and then um he had no badge there was no like literally there was no indication that he was a police officer at all you know, I think he showed a badge later, but he didn't show his badge earlier when he should have. Anyways, they thought it was so hilarious. And the reason that he was talking back in Arabic was because he was communicating with other police officers and they were holding the bus for me so that they didn't drive away. Um, But yeah, that was a super crazy experience for me um I'd never experienced that I really did think I was going into sex slavery at that point um but praise the lord that did not happen and it was an actually really good police officer and it was a police officer in general 
Um, that could have been really bad. The Lord was looking out like he sent angels. Like that guy could have been just an angel. You know what I mean? He could have been an angel. And I didn't even know it. It's because he literally came out of nowhere. Like there was no one behind me or around me. And I went around the corner and then he was just there. And then the other guy that had all the stuff on him, he came out of nowhere too. Because I was like by myself. Like, you know, there wasn't that many people around where we were when I first lost my group. So, yeah, that is just one of the many stories of when I studied abroad in Spain. Although that whole thing happened in Africa. But, um, yeah, my mom was so worried for me going to Africa and going to Spain. And um, I didn't tell her that right away. I did call my dad and tell him, you know, once I got back to Spain. But... Um, I didn't tell my mom that story until after I got back from studying abroad and living abroad and traveling all over. So, because she didn't, she thought something like that might, could happen. And so she was worried. But, you know, the Lord protects. And, yeah. So, I hope you all enjoyed that story. Stay tuned for next week's episode and share this story with a friend if you feel so inclined and subscribe and follow for next week's episode. Love you.